creator and host of Always Shine Brightly. I named this podcast Always Shine Brightly because I believe that is what we are each here to do. And in times where we feel we're not shining bright, I feel it's still our purpose to work through and shift whatever is dimming our light. In this podcast, I'm speaking with guests who I see as bright lights in the world despite any struggles they may have gone through. The more of us who do this, the better the world becomes. Join us on this shared mission to make the world a brighter place. All right. I'm so happy to have my friend Jessica Herman on the podcast today. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I always like to start by sharing how we met. And we met a couple of years ago in a course that Bentinho Massaro led called Civilization Upgraders. And that course was it was it was a year long course that brought together about 100 people from throughout the globe who were on the spiritual path, they already had like some aspects of understanding under their belt. And we were, we were there to kind of further that understanding and, and clear out what we would call distortion so that we can come from a, a more pristine place of love and light and do and be in service in the world. And the civilization upgraders was known for the individual cleaning up our energy system so that then we could go out and do better things in the world from that more purified place. And Jessica, this is something that I feel that stood out for me way early on in the class is that I feel like you were someone who made some like quick alignment adjustments early on, meaning I think you even shared a post about this where you said when you first signed up for the class, you were thinking like, yeah, you were seeing how it was pushing the needle on your own awakening, but you weren't necessarily thinking of the other 99 people who would be in the course and how you were actually going to be there in service to them. And I, I mean, I could say the same thing for me. I was showing up for how does this push the needle on my own awakening? But what I think that what I noticed and what I, and what I really appreciated about you is I feel like you made these like really quick shifts early on coming from that place of service. And you became kind of like a, a person in the group to, to, pay attention to like what what you were saying, what you were integrating, how you were understanding the lessons. And not only from what you were doing on your own on your own perspective, but you were showing up in service like really quickly. And it was coming from this like really beautiful state of like I'm really here to serve. I'm not here to show up in service for any type of validation or approval. So that's something like I just really appreciate and notice that. And I'm so happy to have you here so that we can share more of that today. And that was two years ago. So I know that your journey's only deepened since then. Wow, that's, uh, that's really a nice uh, summary of, uh, of the course and how you saw me. I don't really have any um, perspective of how people see me. So it's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that you're always showing up in service. And throughout that course, you were even offering to help people one-on-one. You were joining subgroups and being a part of them and just always and commenting on what people were sharing just to kind of give perspective and I really felt that it was coming from a really strong balanced place of love and wisdom and can maybe just for listeners to understand would you share about kind of like how the spiritual path points to this balancing of love and wisdom and maybe kind of what that's looked like in your own journey um sure okay so it's interesting I think that um this is a great topic and um, such a, like a crucial topic, especially with sort of the way the world is going now, mm-hmm. because there is so much in the form, like available in terms of information. And it's quite easy for someone to become a student of, you know, any topic really, but spirituality as well and get all the information in. And um, this is kind of sort of where I was during the course. I was doing a lot of like digesting of spiritual information. Mm-hmm. And um, what ended up happening was with that and some, you know, other teachers at other courses from Bentinho as well, um, I was, I was like almost like fully saturated with information. Mm -hmm. And then um, there wasn't this balance with like the love side of it. Mm -hmm. So it became very easy to like retain my judgments of other people Mm -hmm. and not, and like sort of be like, okay, I know all this stuff and I know my path and I know what's best for everyone. 
But then that kind of like melted away as well um, into sort of like love mm-hmm. when um, when it, there, there was nothing left to learn. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think maybe my path was sort of like the intellectual path through spirituality right. at the time, right. you know? And, and yeah, I, go ahead. I was just going to share like just something that you're sharing right now made me think of something that one of my other mentors, mentors always told me. It's like information then transformation. So that makes sense that you had a lot of saturation on information and then this transformation was occurring to where I'm guessing that it was a person learning a lot of information and all of a sudden I think the person probably had utilized the knowing of information to know themselves in a certain way. And then at a certain point, you have to see the falsity of what does it mean for the person to know information and to feel specialness for the information or to feel approval for the information. And how does that alchemize or transform into a being that's putting energy coming from this more balanced space of love and wisdom into the world from a how can I serve? How can I lift others? How can we're in this together? It's not just a a thing about me and my own journey and what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what happens also is that you get to a point where you you find out that even if you know everything, it's not very useful. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You know, like it's not, it's not actually going to transform uh, your life or even your, even your sort of spiritual journey, you know, not even just like sort of your one-on-one relationship. Not if you like, for example, I don't think, I think a lot of people maybe come into these types of topics because they want to resolve something in their lives, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, and then they get drawn into it. Maybe it's really exciting to go down, you know, the real spiritual journey or what's called the real spiritual journey, Mm -hmm. which is like to detach a little bit from your day-to-day existence mm-hmm. or your existence as a person in the world mm-hmm. and come into like, I am essence. I am, you know, the, the all that is, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is a term that comes up a lot for me. Um, and y- you kind of go like, even at a certain point you go, okay, I have all this information. Um, it's not, it's not changing my human life at all, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, information does not equal practice necessarily. That's true. And then, um, And then I think sort of like it came on me, at least sort of the love aspect of things very spontaneously, perhaps. Okay. Um, In, I guess, I don't even know if you call like a dark dark night of soul. I know, I know a lot of people do call stuff like that, Uh but um, more sort of like a realization that the, the essence that you're sort of like intellectually thinking, okay, I am above all this, or Mm -hmm. I am beyond all this or whatever terms you want to use that actually at some point does take over and you find out that that really is just pure love, Mm, you know? So I think there's like two roads anyway. Like you can go, I think my route was like intellectual, like figuring it all out or trying at least to figure it all out. I never did. And then, and then, um, and then there's also like people who take like the love route and then maybe come to an understanding later. They have that as a base. Yes. But I honestly think that the, like the only wait, well, definitely now, the only way I want to live my life would be with a balance of that. Exactly. And I think, and, and that just goes back to the start of the start of it, of talking about a balance of love and wisdom, because when you're out of balance with love, that's the conversation we've been having where it's like wisdom, lots of information, there's distance, there's d- detachment or non-attachment, almost to a fault to where, as Benigno Massaro says, you're attached to non-attachment, which is a, a whole nother thing that has to be worked through. Whereas someone who comes the path of, say, like more devotion, more service, more uh, that overflowing love in these outpouring of like physical acts, if you will, or maybe it's just a saturation through devotion. Sometimes there is not a balance of wisdom of knowing like maybe the different levels of compassion in terms of like sometimes the most compassionate thing to do doesn't quote unquote look loving, but it essentially is the most loving thing. So for instance, if someone needs something mirrored to them that might be a hard pill to swallow but in in that mirroring it's actually going to shift them into more of their true nature than that compassion that to the the unattuned eye doesn't look like compassion but it is when it's like the love and the wisdom are balanced they know like what is being required and called from that moment so I just see that like the whole balancing on both sides of the equation, like you're saying, it's all coming back to trying to hone and, and, and fine tune that or allow that, that space to come forward 
and to the point to where it becomes this like moment to moment response to life as a soul impulse. At least that's yeah. how I understand it. And the other thing, like for me, what I tend to get caught in is I also come in the, the path of understanding or the path of direct knowledge, but I still get caught in in concepts. And so the understanding of the knowledge, but being a person that has the knowledge instead of what goes beyond that, like what is actually mm -hmm. pointing to the melting of the person so that you fall into that unconditional love where, of course, there is the balance of wisdom within that. Yeah. Did you yeah, find absolutely. your did you find yourself kind of having to go through that journey of like, this is a concept and I've, I've got to go through the, the process of thinking of things through concepts? Um, not so much. Okay. Uh, I think it was more sort of because it was relatively spontaneous. Um, I think that when you are sort of thinking like, okay, this is a concept and I have to get, like, I have to let go of concepts. That's still mm -hmm. an intellectual approach to mm -hmm. what you're doing. So you're still sort of like, now you've figured out what the next step is, but there's a point where, and you don't even realize this, but it's a, it's more of a letting go. Mm -hmm. because the next step isn't taken by the person. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, the, the person doesn't this. take that, right? <laughs> like the, the, what happens is it, it comes over you, you know? So, and I, I am very much like about being here too, like on this planet at yes. this time and like being here in service, like what you're, what you're doing, what you're talking about now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't want to disregard the the human person mm -hmm. or like even the persona or even what is sometimes called ego. I don't want to like take that and go like, no, let's shed this and throw it in the because I don't, I don't think that anything but the ego could talk about wanting to shed the ego. Mm. So <laughs> that's so true. like you just relax. Like I've just kind of like relaxed into the whole thing <laughs> and gone like, whoa, I don't know what the hell is going on You know, in terms of like all of that stuff. So Yes, concepts come up and a lot of wisdom can come through, but now it's more of a coming through mm. as opposed to a, oh, I know this thing. Ah, yes. Because I don't want to have any responsibility for any of that. You know, yes. I got enough responsibilities as a human. Right. And um, all, all of this, like sort of like the service side of things or like what is going to come from my impact in the world or whatever, or this person's impact in the world, mm -hmm. it's it's like I've taken a huge step back. Yeah. And ironically, what happened when I took that huge step back was like so much stepped forward. <laughs> so talk so, to us about that moment. Like yeah. what, I don't know if it was like, maybe it was a moment, maybe it was a period of time, but like kind of walk us through that. I would love to know more about okay. that. Okay, Like even so, the 3D um, circumstances, all of it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so like the position I, I find myself in now is, um, so I took that like relaxing step, uh, probably. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like I decided to take it. And so I took it, it just kind of like something shifted. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess it's about whew, almost a year ago now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, and then over the summer, so I'm like, I'm like going, I've basically gone like, forget it. Like not forget spirituality, but like, I'm, you know, like, I'm not gonna, I can't think about any of this stuff anymore. Like I just gotta chill. And I like really toned down how much I was studying and mm -hmm. just relaxed, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, and then this, this summer, so this, let's go back even further. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, um, so I've always had like, um, I don't know what you call them, like extra extrasensory uh -huh. or spiritual like visitations or like aliens. Sure. I don't even know. Uh -huh. Okay. So, and I've always like tried to tone that way down. Okay. okay like you, that, like you were suppressing or repressing. Oh, like, I did not want to have anything to do with it that. Because like, it was scary or, you know, like. Um, you know, it was like, I grew up with it. Like, so when I was a little kid, I had that, I had lots of like very unusual experiences and I really didn't have like anyone I could feel supported mm -hmm. by in that. Like mm. I, if I expressed about it, it was like, no, you're exaggerating or no, you're uh, so imaginative, like that kind yes. of thing, which is, which is normal and completely understandable. I mean, I have kids and it's hard to be around kids like, and <laughs> do the right thing. So yes. that's like not a judgment really. 
it's more of a question of what happened was I chose to interpret that as like, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like this thing is not okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I, I shoved it down and I tried to keep it at bay. And then sort of when I started coming into spirituality and interest in these topics, what happened was that ramped up again. Uh, and this was like, so this, like, what was that age gap difference? Like you're a okay, kid putting so, it down? Yeah. I'm like a kid and then a teenager again. So there was like lots going on when I was like, um, I guess around from the time I can remember until I was about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's when I kind of like said like, oh, I shouldn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Then again, like there was a phase, like a phase or a, a ramping up, like when I was a teenager and had like a lot of experience, like using Ouija boards and stuff, oh, but wow, alone. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, which is actually a strange like path. Right. I haven't heard of anyone else who's like used the Ouija <laughs> I board like, alone. I was all scared of it. I didn't do anything with it. So I was just scared. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was like a bit of like a thing. And then not again for like, uh, I don't know, 20 years. But was like that, that kind of like a rebel thing you were doing as a teenager or you were like, no, oh, I, okay. It was more instinctual. Oh, okay. Interestingly, it was like, um, you know, someone, I guess someone had one. Mm-hmm. And then when I, um, when I discovered that there was this possibility, cause you know, like you go to a party and someone has a Ouija board and like people are mm-hmm. joking around with it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I were, to, if I were to touch the, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> if I were to touch the thing, it would move. Ah. Like it just would. Okay. So I also discovered that if I cut up like pieces of paper and made an alphabet and had a glass, mm-hmm. it would move. <laughs> like the whole glass or the papers in the yeah, glass? Yeah, the whole glass. The whole glass. The whole oh, glass would like wow. go to the pieces of paper and I would get information. Ah, like just, um, like just like when you say information, like a download of like this idea or inspiration or. or no, like, I would get like actual thing. This thing is going to happen within the next half hour kind of information. Oh, okay. Which is. Which is like also why I stopped doing it. Okay. It's, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, don't, I mean, you, that probably speaks to your responsibility comment earlier. You're like, I don't want to be responsible for that. Or, you know, and that oh, was, no. That was, that was just on <laughs> delivering information and now uh, like information, like uh, not downloaded information. And then now I'm thinking back to the catalyst of this Ouija board situation or the cup with the, yeah, I can see how that might be. Uh, a nerve wracking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so then, you know, I went on and had my young adulthood, I guess you would call it. And, um, and then, um, like you locked I, it down at that point during the, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about it again. Like it would, you know, type of thing. Like if I was, you know, at a dinner party or something, maybe I would tell a ghost story or, uh-huh. uh, you know, make like use humor to just like lighten it. But they mm-hmm. were stories that I had, like things that had happened to me. You know? And were those experiences like all positive? Like, like with you think it was beings of light or was it stuff that oh, you're no. like, whoa, no, I don't no, want a lot. I think a lot at the time, like now I would reframe all of it as mm-hmm. positive, but at the time oh, okay. it wasn't. Okay. I see. Yeah. So, um, but at the time it was like, especially when I was very little, it was, it was quite terrifying type mm, of stuff happening mm. and, and being so confused about it. I think that was maybe more terrifying than, than anything that actually especially happened. Especially if you said you got information about a future thing that was going to occur. And if it was a scary thing and you had it before it occurred, that had to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was more, um, it was more innocuous than that. I think like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any experience where it's like something bad happened, mm-hmm. but I did, I did uh, discern right away that anything I was dealing with was like the equivalent of a person. So if a person could lie to me, so could anything I was dealing with. Oh. So the, there was very much this, like, not, not a, not a non-trusting, but a sort of like, Discer- you were saying I'm discerning? just interacting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like a discernment, like kind of going like, okay, uh, this, this, thing <laughs> or whatever it was. Cause again, the time I, I didn't even know if I was like just making it up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, this thing could potentially just be like messing around, you mm-hmm. know, joking, yeah. uh, or like just saying lies or trying to freak me and my friends out or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know? So there was a very, there was a very casual non-seriousness to it for me. And I think that was like a protective mechanism, but it also ended up being extremely useful because it meant that I didn't fall into blindly believing anything. Mm, Okay. That was phenomena, you know, like if a phenomena appeared, I didn't just go like, oh yes, of course you're, I don't even know what. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. So then uh, I started meditating a little bit when I was pregnant with my daughter mm-hmm. and I had a pretty traumatic birth experience with her. Oh. Um, so I was kind of like left in this like really uncomfortable victim-y type of psychological space after she was born okay. and I had a newborn. And, and this is like your, your thirties or so. This is yeah. Nine years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She's we're the same. I know we're the same age and I've seen yeah. pictures of your kids. So I was just trying to guess. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, And so I was left like I wasn't able to go see professional help or anything like that. So I just said, you know what, I'm just going to meditate more. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so that's what I did. And that's when sort of like I started getting interested in spiritual topics a little bit more. I started painting again. I started Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of things that came back online. Okay. um, Including a little bit like um, more memories of a lot of stuff that had happened when I was a kid like a lot of the more unusual things. So, um, so yeah. And I was busy with a newborn and, you know, I was just getting on with it, Mm -hmm. but, um, then I came, started coming across different teachers and non-duality teachings and, Mm -hmm. uh, Abraham Hicks Mm -hmm. and, um, that kind of, uh, teaching. Well, that's, that's, that's interesting because like I would yeah. say the non-duality is more the self-realization path and the Abraham Hicks is more the self like actualization path where yeah. I know Bentinho does a great job of blending both of them. So how yeah. and sometimes like before people see how they blend together, it's almost like people are drawn to one or the other. And so yeah. you went self-realization then more than manifestation. That's, I like no, that. No, actually, no, actually it was Abraham Hicks that brought me to sort of the non-duality teachings okay. because it was such a condensed period of time. Um, it was, it was really, um, it, it was really like blurred lines there for me, but okay. actually I came, <laughs> I actually came to Bentinho because I was watching Abraham videos or listening uh-huh. to them while I was painting. And I kept hearing like, you know, like you leave uh, YouTube on and it just uh-huh. goes to the next video. Right. I don't know what kind of algorithm was going on, but <laughs> it was like three days in a row. It was like Abraham and then like some guy talking. Oh, that's funny. So like on the third time this happens and I wasn't even listening, like I couldn't even listen to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't even like, I just wanted to listen to more Abraham at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the third time I just let it run. And then at the end of the video I went, oh, what's that guy's name? I didn't even like know or anything about right. him. And, um, and yeah, it was like, okay, this is another interesting teacher saying a bit different, like some of the other stuff, like Mm -hmm. kind of other stuff that really resonates, you know? Right. Um, and at about the same time, sort of the, there was like some discord for me with, with the Abraham Hicks teachings. Okay. And what kind of discord was going on? Um, it wasn't the teachings themselves, but in the way I was interpreting them at the time, Mm -hmm. it was sort of like my vibration controls my reality. Mm Mm-hmm. So if my vibration is bad, bad things will happen to mm-hmm. me. Okay, gotcha. Which I think is a common, um, like, interpretation. Or, uh-huh. Yeah, interpretation at the time. And then I had had um, I had had a miscarriage. Oh, okay. So you know that it was very hard for me to resolve. Like, oh, I've been thinking all these positive thoughts, and I've been, you know, I haven't thought about anything negative, and like, why did this thing happen to me? You know. Right. So at that point, it was kind of like. Ooh, there's, there's some detail missing here. Yes. So my curiosity was piqued to then find out like, what am I missing? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love this thread. I know this is an important one. Keep going. Yeah. So that's when I investigated Bentinho more deeply and did his like Trinfinity Academy and uh, mm-hmm. went through all of his teachings and everything like that. And, um, and just for, just for us, kind uh, of like listeners, just sort of the give like, yes. Um, I can share some of my thoughts on it, but then of course sure. you can share yours. Usually kind of what's happening when, when that occurs is people, when they're first drawn to manifestation and they're usually look, coming from that more positive space, they're not understanding like kind of the idea of like, why would bad things happen to good people or why would bad things happen to positive people? But the framing of the bad thing hasn't been understood from a broader soul perspective to where that's not necessarily a bad thing if it's revealing more of your soul nature. So if you're utilizing this quote unquote bad thing as a catalyst to go deeper, to um, undo some of the seeing that you were coming from in order to now come from this, this more holistic place within yourself or this more realized place, that is a good thing that's serving you in your soul journey. And so I think that's something that a lot of people that first come 
onto the path of manifestation or um, self self what's it called self actualization empowerment all that they never they don't quite have that understanding of like oh these things can be used in this way as well now some do some are really good about saying like everything happens for my higher good and then that already puts it in the perspective of like how can this be serving my higher good yeah absolutely yeah that's that's absolutely the the understanding that is more uh, holistic and balanced because that's definitely not where a lot of people are or definitely not where I was right. speaking from my own experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, th- and just, there was something like I knew that something was not right with that. Like mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't make sense in my experience. So I said, okay, well, what does, mm-hmm. um, then, um, yeah. So I studied a lot more of that kind of line of, of teaching at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, you know, like my long-term chronic diseases just started like healing up. Oh, <laughs> so that was good. Okay. Well, yeah, if I think of, I know I've heard you reference that a little bit in things you've shared, but just so the listeners, I think they, yeah. in case they, they, re- they might be having a similar experience. Could you just yeah, share absolutely. a little bit around that as well? Yeah. So um, I was diagnosed in 2000 with a disease called mixed uh, connectivitis, which is sort of like a sister, you wouldn't even say cousin of lupus. Okay. Um, and so that's an autoimmune disease that affects all your systems. Okay. And uh, randomly, like they don't really know what the hell's going on. Oh my goodness. That's gotta be so like scary and frustrating to be dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, and like, I guess part of like going through my journey was that at some point, you know, I still had really like bad periods of health. And uh, at some, at one, during one of these periods, I just went, okay, I accept it. Like uh, you uh, win, you know, like we're good. Okay. You like, accepted it not from, de- it not from defeat, but from how can I move forward from a place yeah. of acceptance? Yeah. Or just like, okay, well, this is actually what is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, stop I'm arguing with what is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop, like Byron just, Katie teaches. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and I'm not saying like, that's what, that's what fixed it, but it, uh, I mean, I don't really have any issues with it at all for many years now. It cre- maybe so, I mean, this is like totally me just obviously speculating, yeah. but maybe just that alignment, the mental alignment created the spiritual alignment and then the physical followed. Like there is this alignment yeah. of, of, you know, coming from that acceptance of what is instead of resistance, instead of frustration, like all those things start to lock into place and then something else flows from that. Oh, absolutely. And I think that a lot of the times when I was unwell, I was causing myself more suffering during those phases by like projecting onto the future. What if this happens in the future? And, you know, oh, poor me. And uh, I don't have this, that or the other thing. So there was a lot of like lack based uh, beliefs that Mm -hmm. were untangling. And once they were gone, half of the suffering was gone. And you know how like your stress perpetuates, like any autoimmune disease or any inflammatory disease is like stress is going to perpetuate that. So I was causing so much more in the system than, than was Uh, actually needed Okay, and allowing the system to just kind of do its thing. It just did. That's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that was like a nice, a nice segue to my journey. I guess that was (laughs) really good. Um, so that, that and brings then, you up. Uh, yeah. So you're now it, you, you, well, you mentioned a miscarriage, but you also mentioned you had your daughter and I know you yeah. have two children now. Yes. I have a son as well. Yes. And so, um, so this is kind of bringing you into the portion of the, like the last decade where you're, you're now in your role of motherhood and how has spirituality yeah. been playing out in this portion? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, because they're the best teachers. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're not going to get off the hook and have like a day off in terms of your spiritual growth or your um, analyzing where you have beliefs that are not exactly aligned, et cetera, because they're going to they're going to bring them up. You know, that's that's their job. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And um, and more recently, even this summer, um, sort of the big sort of change in terms of spirituality is I did the same thing I did with my health with all that like weird stuff I was keeping in the closet Yes, <laughs> and, and it all came out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's no hiding it now. Right. And, right. Yeah. Uh, share about that. Yeah. So, um, so now I channel this, uh, non-physical entity group, which is something I didn't expect myself to be ever saying. 
Um, but clearly it was, you know, like looking at it now, it's like, oh yeah, that's why, like, of course, like, of course, all of this was just set up to be able to be where I am now, you know? Yes, of course you had, you had those early childhood experiences to kind of like show yourself that stuff like that is possible. Rather you understood Mm -hmm. that stuff like that would equal what it is today, but then along the way you were on your spiritual path. So you're clearing out a lot of distortions lower like just for audience lower lower vibration like unhealed spaces in yourself so that you could become a more pristine and clear channel for this for beings of of love and light to come through and in this case it you said it's an it's a group of them called how do you say it vagrant you know i don't know how to say it because they've never said it which is interesting but you spelled it how did you know how to spell it they they spelled it they spelled it visually um in a transmission and uh i didn't like it's funny because it was in a transmission where someone asked their name and they were like we're not going to tell you You're like, because, well, <laughs> because we don't like, we are not like, we don't have individuality. So like ah. to give you a name would be only for your convenience. So at that point they said like, we're going to transmit it to, to, to me. Mm-hmm. And I got it. And like, I come out of trance and I'm like, there's no way that's the name. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I just, I've, I'm such just again, back to that, like energy of like not believing, mm-hmm. uh, like entities or ghosts or whatever just kind of going like well I don't know you know (laughs) and uh so I went and I looked it up um online this name so it's it's uh Vagrian or Vagrian or Mm -hmm. I don't know um and uh it doesn't exist or it didn't exist on the internet it does Mm -hmm. now (laughs) right through you yes (laughs) um and the only website that I have is like a baby names website and like I don't know if it was the meaning or just like an ad on the page, but the only thing written on the page pretty much was seeking ends when sharing begins. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I went, wow. okay, I, I got the message. Yes, okay, fine. Pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. So I said, okay, that's going to be your name. That's, that's what it's going to be. Cause that's just like what that I need that mess. I needed that message to take it not seriously, yeah. but to take it like, as like, okay, this actually is, the service I'm being asked to share at this time. And how, like, okay, first, I guess a couple of questions just to help the listeners have a better understanding. How would you describe what channeling is? And then also kind of like that story of like, how did you come in contact with them or what was that like? Okay. So um, how would I explain what channeling is? Okay. So channeling is or seems to be when you allow for energy and intelligence to move through your what would be body but also brain mm-hmm. to um to share information that is not normally in physical form mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's a good i definition. think i think that's good and like okay i had you, i had shared something in a blog this week where it was an excerpt from a, a channel being and i really hadn't done that before and i was not from myself, but from like another mm-hmm. blog that I follow. And I sort of just put the little bit of a definition just for list, for readers who may not have been exposed to the idea or whatever. I was just saying like it is just a, like a flowing, like a pure form of love and light flowing, a messages of a pure form of love and light flowing through. Yeah. So, so yeah. for you, and there's different ways that people channel like some or like with you Jessica is not there they are there or in other cases it can be that you're you as like you still appear to be Jessica as an example downloading the information that is coming through from what I understand because like um yeah it's uh for me it's like it depends on the session and like the topic I find it's very related to topic because um it's almost like the only way I can describe it is like being in the back seat of a car mm-hmm. and being really relaxed and like reading a book, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you're reading a book on some other topic. You're not really like concerned about where you're going. You trust the person who's driving, mm-hmm. but if they swerve left or right, like all of a sudden you look up, <laughs> you're going to look out the window. Like you're going to go like, where are we going? Yes. Right? Like yes. you're going to get a little anxious, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my own sort of like my own distortions or anxieties or, um, interest top topics of interest let's say mm-hmm. sometimes have me more present in in sessions at certain points okay that's you know? a good that was a question of mine was like 
So you are absorbing, like, whenever, when you're channeling, you can be, like, a listener in on all that's going on. I'm not normally able to be a listener in okay. without affecting, like, the flow oh, or, okay. or disturbing things. So when those types of things happen, what tends to end up happening is, like, it'll either slow down or... Um, or I'll be asked very nicely to get out of the way again. And of ah, course, this is all energetically. Like yes. it'll be like it, it's funny the relationship with the with the entity group because it's not it's not a verbal thing, it's not a language thing, it's not it doesn't work on language. So it's very hard to describe in language. Ah, okay. Well, what I think is incredible dynamics. is your ability, like you can schedule a session, a meeting, or whatever, and and you can basically connect to them on you know, you're not waiting for them to find you and, oh, whoop, they're coming through. It's like you can actually schedule a, like you've done some public sessions, which I want people to know about so they can tune into that. But one that I watched is there was a technical difficulty and you actually had to come back, fix it and then go back. And I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> well, I've discovered just it's all through experimentation because mm -hmm. this is all new to me as well. It's only started in August of last year. OK, um, I've first of all, they're always there. And the interesting thing is they always have been. Mm. So like when I finally went like, okay, <laughs> okay, let's see what this is all yes. about. They were there immediately. And, um, it, and that, that's really, uh, interesting, mm -hmm. you know, um, also it's, it's just, it's like a constant thing. So it's like a light switch, you know, you just, for me, it's just a question of turning it on or turning it off. Okay. I'm not able to do it like in social situations. There's okay. a lot of like, you know, like, um, but if it's like a session and people know they're there for a session, it's like intentionality behind it. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yes, we're, yeah. we're meeting to do this and they obviously haven't resisted any of the things you've set up and, and it's all like flowing from that particular intention. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. I love that. And yeah. I, um, and I, and I'm sure it was a scary process to be able to own it and show up in the world saying, Oh, guess what? I'm here to share this. <laughs> what was that process like for you? Um, you know, I didn't expect it because, mm -hmm. uh, sort of like, it was interesting. It was, um, I think I had done, like, I just started out and like recording for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and then went to, um, I went away for a couple of days and uh, into a spiritual community situation. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, the first couple of days there, um, a lot of people were talking about channeling. Mm -hmm. So um, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> 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 but on like the, the third or fourth day, I felt comfortable enough to kind of go like, well, actually, hey, uh, I kind of been experimenting with yeah. this thing, you know, what do you think, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, they were super enthusiastic to like try it out, you mm -hmm. know? And it was so, it was so like, hey, let's see what happens. And I just felt like, um, like I could trust them, mm -hmm. you know? And then through being able to trust like one person or two people, mm -hmm. what happened was the insecurities I had had fallen away, sort of okay. like that people were going to judge me or whatever. So I figured right. like, okay, if in a small community, I'm not having judgment already, then what, you know, what happens if I start sharing this, a bit bigger and a bit bigger. And it went so fast. Like, seriously, it was like super fast going from like zero to 90. It, wow. was, it was really, yeah, it was a really very fast process. I was sharing openly online within a couple of weeks of coming back. Oh my goodness. Um, well, you know what? This is also, this is also a Jessica speed too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full on fast. <laughs> Let's get this going. <laughs> Let's get it done. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it kind of just happened. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I didn't have that much issue with like sharing it publicly. Like, interestingly, I was, I actually, the bigger issue I had was with people, not people who I thought would think it was weird, not paying attention to it at all. Mm, wait, people who thought who you thought. So would think I had this oh. like I had these like fantasies of like people like, uh, you know, like, I don't yeah. even know, like in high school, calling you a freak or pointing oh, or oh, okay. like uh -huh. weird, like weird, insecure fantasies of like people caring at all or thinking it was weird. And now, like, I can just walk up at a dinner party. Well, not anymore. But um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't even brought that. I didn't. I was we haven't even brought that up. But just for the audience, I wanted to let them know, like. 
we're, I don't know when I'm sharing this. If this conversation feels relevant to share earlier than planned, I will. But this, right. is, this is March 18th, and Jessica is in Milan, Italy. Your kids have been out of school since February 24th. I don't know how long you've been in, like, social, like, not self-quarantine, but actual quarantine. A couple yeah. of weeks, right? Or, or coming I, up I on... think I don't even know. But basically, <laughs> you're agreeing to do this podcast in the middle of this, like, wildness, this, th- this stuff that's going on, and... And I want to, and then now it's just like started to hit the states at like, yeah. I would say from last Saturday till Monday was like that 48 hour time frame, just things just were yeah. ramped up to what I was seeing you share two weeks ago or, you know, a few weeks back. And yeah. I had been like, definitely been tuning into what you've been sharing in your, in your perspectives. And, and I found it like really powerful. And I found that like before we were, could even fathom what we're currently sitting in now. Mm-hmm. I, we were kind of having like the memes that were like showing the statistics compared to the flu. And like, that was a reason to like the not panic and whatever. And then I read your post about the sacrifices that y'all were making by being in quarantine to do it for the collective. And I was like, wow, that like really, really is powerful. And then here we are. <laughs> we're not full in quarantine, but you know, we're like, yeah, like, coming on in in a full fast speed ahead and also just I mean any thoughts that you have around that I definitely would be interested in knowing the audience can benefit and just now having the context of like who you are and where you're coming from (laughs) and your and your journey and your path (laughs) yeah well I think that you know it is it is a question of balancing love and wisdom you Mm -hmm. know love says um let's let's all remember we're one Mm-hmm. you know, and, and the wisdom, it, the wisdom is all over the place right now, by the way, because I, I'm really sensing, and this is something like I have confirmed from my sources <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that actually like, you know how, like, um, in some teachings they say like every perspective is true. Okay. Well, I think what's happened is we've shifted actually into a timeline where every perspective is literally true. Mm. So not Share only a bit are like more they, about that. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird like weird like new it's a relative energy. truth or it's a real truth. No, it's like actually true. Like so. <laughs> okay, that yeah help. <laughs> yeah, so like it, it's almost like the collective and all the individual perspectives mm-hmm. are now so powerful. You know how like you create your reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, are so powerful that they're literally creating collective reality simultaneously. Okay. So if someone says like, there is no virus Mm -hmm. and the person next door says, actually, no, I know 10 people dying from it right now. Mm -hmm. um, What's happening is they're both true. So if you can think of that on like a metaphysical level, Mm -hmm. which is, I don't know how easy it is. It's conceptual and it's like just a theory. Okay. So it's true as well. Um, The vibration of all that going on uh-huh. is almost interweaving all of these individual realities into the collective reality. Okay. So we as like up until now or up until recently, what it felt like was like collective energy went with the majority mm-hmm. or it went with like the highest, the, the most like status quo situation. Right. It, mm-hmm. But we got, I think we got to a tipping point and what's now happened is we're literally having an experience of everything being true at the same time. So it's just like feeling like like chaotic because, you know, someone might yeah. be holding this high, strong vibration of love, centeredness, calmness, but then yeah. you might have like a lot more people holding this like panic vibration or maybe a frustrated, agitated vibration because maybe they don't see the reason for the panic or maybe they've been in quarantine for a long time. So there's just frustration and agitation there. And then you Mm -hmm. just have all this firing off from 7 billion of us. We're in total saturation of this one phenomenon that's going around the globe. And we all have thoughts about it. And they're all firing really, 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 really fast. And so each person's individual experience is still kind of made up of where their most powerful thoughts are. But then the collective is like bouncing off. I mean, I think that's all. Okay, so I need help because I think that's always the case. So I want to make sure I'm jumping to what you're saying. Like, I feel like yeah, the, it yeah. feels almost like matter is responding oh, more like, so like than, thi- like, yeah. like things manifest faster than they ever have. Almost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also that like, not only now am I, for example, mm-hmm. not only am I now seeing my perspective manifested in reality, mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing yours as well. Okay. 
Okay. So my perspective is no longer what's creating my reality because what, what I would call my reality is melting away into collective reality. Mm, okay. So both of us are absolutely 100% right, mm-hmm. even if we have completely different views. Mm-hmm. And not just on this topic, I'm talking about like almost on every topic, right? Okay. So I think that this this has all come about because there is so much energy towards like end of the world People have always been like really excited about the end of the world. Right? Yeah. Like you just look at our movies, you right, know, right. <laughs> and then like yeah. fear and panic are right at the last moment, right. but like, what's going on? Is it really happening? right? So we're actually manifesting that now and it becomes part of my reality because someone else is manifesting it as well. So like your perception creates your reality, mm-hmm. but now also not. <laughs> <laughs> But the good news is, is that like, I feel like this is a unification, a complete unification, because when we understand at a certain point that it's no longer my perception that like I have to focus on completely Mm -hmm. and not even that I have to alter someone else's, Mm -hmm. but that I really am also the other person. Yes. Okay. Yes. Keep going there. (laughs) So once I value their perception as reality, not just their reality as reality and my perception as reality and this one and that one and all everything, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's actually this blanket of acceptance for what is. Yes. Okay. Good. And then on a micro level, that's the process of like transformation anyway. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So just to make sure that like maybe listeners were following along, let's kind of like break it down just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> so go, go kind of like go a little bit more into what it means to accept what is and how that's powerful and bringing us back into unification or oneness. Right. Okay. So (laughs) I'm putting you to work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I just like, now I'm like at a point of the conversation where like, I don't want to say a word that's going to turn off half of the, half of the crowd, you know? Oh, if it, if anything, because I saw the post that you shared today, actually from Vagrin that just for the listeners that didn't see the post, you had shared a post where you were planning to do a public session, Yeah, but they asked, or they said, no, we're not going to do that. And right. the reason was, is that they didn't want too much of a, a heavy reliance on them for salvation or for leaning on. And basically, in my mind, they didn't want to take away the catalyst that this offers for our own personal growth and transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely part of it. And then also like, um, the, the sense that I'm getting from that is that, we're being offered a beautiful opportunity to look at our deepest fears mm-hmm. and be with them. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, like you being stuck in your house or your perception of stuck mm-hmm. um, and having to be alone, like cut off from your normal escape routes, mm-hmm. basically from yourself. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're giving a beautiful opportunity to actually just like take the time and just like be with the sensation in your mind, the sensation in your emotions, the sensation in your body. And if you sit there long enough, the sensation in your spirit mm-hmm. to your fears mm. and to your discomfort and to whatever is coming up for everybody, you know, right. across the board, you know, at different levels. So um, the impression I'm getting from having asked them, like if they were going to do a session and them saying no, was mm-hmm. that we have a couple weeks coming, you mm-hmm. know, coming up yes. where we're just going to be sitting with this mm-hmm. and seeing what's, what's up, you know, like what's up for us. Uh-huh. And so much what's is going to be taken for, care uh, of. Like what's up for everyone. them or for the humans and how we're responding? No, for humans, like on okay. your own, like mm-hmm. the individual, the yes. person, you yes. know? And, um, you know, like, like that, that post said, like, it's just like a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You can, you can stay up crying at night because you think there's monsters in your closet. Mm-hmm. You can stay up all night too, but right. the morning's still coming. Right. Right. You know, like it, it, it at some point you're going to realize there's no monsters in your closet mm-hmm. because it's going to be morning. Right. Right, right, right. So that's what we're being asked to like, you know, s- figure out and find out and open up to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like to be okay with the fact that it, that you think it's scary, like to be okay with the fact that you're afraid or to be okay with the fact that you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. because that's, that's part of, again, coming back to that, all that is, that's part of like everything. Mm-hmm. You're, you're part of the existence of the entire universe. Your mm-hmm. fear is too. 
Right. And how has it been like have and since you've you know been in the situation longer than than we have in the states and how has it been for you in your personal process? Have you felt like transformation through this process? Um, I'm, I've been surprised at how well I've been dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've honored the times when like, and it doesn't happen cause I don't go out much, but like if I do do the supermarket run or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's more like a visual confirmation of the reality of the situation at that point. I tend to stay away from like news and stuff like that. But like when I go out and I have to, you know, uh, be in it, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, I'm honoring my, what my body's telling me at that time. Sort of. So like, if I get like a panic response in my body, not even panic, it, it's like anxiety, mm-hmm. it's like an anxiety response. I would, I would call it more like that mm-hmm. in my body. I've just like, instead of like the, it's telling me like escape, run away. This yeah. is bad. You know, mm-hmm. leave the supermarket, send someone else for groceries or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm just like slowing way down. Okay. Like just like stopping. Like by like, not hey, reacting to the panic, you're the, just trying, or you are not reacting. Yeah, right. not reacting, and and actually just allowing it to be there. Going like, okay, I see you. Oh, like not having to change it or anything. You're like, okay, yeah. and you're dropping into another space that can handle seeing it without thinking, like being uh, becoming absorbed by it. That's right. Yeah, just not letting it control, uh, or not even not letting it control. Just letting it be. Mm-hmm. Like just letting it just be there. Going like, you know, it's I'm hu- you know, I'm human. Mm-hmm. And this is the, uh, whether it's chemical, if you want to, you know, bring chemicals into emotions, I don't know. If you want to just <laughs> yeah. say like, this is just what is in this moment. What mm-hmm. is in this moment is a woman in a supermarket feeling overwhelmed <laughs> Yes, and standing in this aisle until it passes, you know, yes. just like waiting mm-hmm. until it passes. And it does. That's the whole thing. Like, that's what I've discovered. It just, it just passes. Okay. And so you, um, and you can be more available for others at that point. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. And that's an, always a, a reason to do our own, own work if we feel like, you know, like it's not just about us and doing our own work. It always positions us to be able to be in service at a greater capacity. Yeah. So that's a great point. And I hope people take that in just rather, rather we're in the middle of the current situation or just an average day <laughs> Yeah, with whatever is going on. But yeah, because I saw yesterday you shared or maybe I saw it yesterday. I don't know when you shared it, but it was just kind of you wanted to get a pulse on where people were and and how they were dealing with it emotionally. And you had shared your own thoughts on it. And, and there were moments that you said that you have been you know, frustrated or angry or um, so I'm guessing it's like these moments of like you're just sitting there and you're letting it pass. And of course, those things are still popping up. It doesn't mean it's your majority of your experience. No. And also like you don't, you don't even need to judge yourself for it, you know, cause you're not the one who's created the emotion, right? right? Like even if, even if you create your emotions with your thoughts, you're not the one who created the thought in the first place. Right. You know, talk, it's talk a little bit about, yeah. Talk about that. So <laughs> no, I want, I want people to get it. Like, I don't want to, I want to drop a bridge basically. Like let's talk about that a little bit more right. so people can, can connect to it a little bit easier. Okay. So, um, you know, humans, the way I'm seeing it now is humans have a, a lot less responsibility mm-hmm. than they think they do <laughs> because, because the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, you, when a thought comes in your head, it only becomes yours when you say, this is my thought. Ah, when you agree to it, when you agree to it. Yeah. And, or when you identify with it, because it's a thought that, you know, or you believe to be native to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's something you think often or, or something you've identified with, mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is, is like most thoughts are just, from what I understand, floating around, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to be picked up by whoever is, you know, matching that frequency and willing to pick it up, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, those are the two criteria. So it's not just a question of law of attraction. Like you match your frequency. It's like, you've, you have this frequency. Mm-hmm. Here's the thought that matches that. Do you want it or not? Mm-hmm. And when you say like, let's say it's a negative thought, right? Mm-hmm. And when you say, no, I don't want this thought, then you're, what's actually the thought is doing is it's telling you, look, your frequency is not actually who you are. Mm. It's not what you want in this moment. Mm -hmm. So you can now, because we've reminded you with this like negative thought, this Mm -hmm. negative thought's here. Do you want it? No, I don't want it. Okay. So that was just given to you as a reminder that that's not who you are. 
Right, right. To come into to remind yourself to snap back into alignment. And that was an out of alignment thought. Or yes. And we're we're talking about this from a thought level, but it's this it's the same as the emotional guidance system, yes. which is I'll just quickly share it for listeners, which is something else that um, Bentinho Massaro teaches, which is understanding that when we when we feel bad about our about ourselves or about a situation, usually that's an indication that we're out of alignment with a deeper truth about our nature. In general, that means we're coming from some sort of lack belief instead of a more a whole place of like a deeper space within ourselves. And then, of course, when we feel good, that's an indication that we're in that deeper alignment. And yes, there are different nuances along the line that people can like argue like, well, if I feel bad that I hurt someone, then does that mean, you know, like, no, you still take responsibility. You feel bad because you didn't take responsibility and you did something that was misaligned from a place of love, wisdom and all that good stuff. So this is just like this thing that keeps directing you back to who you really are. And, and it's your your thoughts and your feelings like work together. Your thoughts, I think your feelings respond to your thoughts. What you're saying, yeah. your thoughts didn't necessarily come from you. <laughs> Well, that's true too. And then uh, even even more so, also your circumstance and your environment is also just an offering for you to realign with yourself. So if you want to take this global situation mm-hmm. at this moment, it's really just a beautiful offering for us to readjust mm-hmm. what it is we actually do want. So we have we have this really nice opportunity now to look at what we're not wanting, you know, mm-hmm. back, back to sort of like typical <laughs> yeah. law of attraction teachings. Yes. Like this is something that most people would say we don't want. Right? right. Right. But when you look at it from the optic of actually, this is exactly what we want mm-hmm. because it's showing us what we don't want on an even bigger level. Right. Right. Like, do we really want to be in a situation where the world is so confused and distorted that something like this can happen and it takes this long for people to get into action to sorting it out. Mm-hmm. Not really. Nope. <laughs> you know, like no. I'm, I'm, how many countries do you need as examples before you take the action that they're suggesting you take? Like, right. and for what reason, like why, why the delay? Yeah. Do we really want the reasons for the delay to still be in our field? Right. Not really. Right. You know? So like if you can reframe everything as actually, this is exactly what is wanted right now mm-hmm. because it, couldn't exist if it wasn't. Exactly. And this goes back to an earlier thread of our conversation when we were talking about like when people first start to manifest and they're doing it from this like positivity perspective and um, they get out of whack when something quote unquote bad happens. And so this is kind of like one of those situations where it's like this is obviously the quote unquote bad thing. No one wants to happen. But if the universe is kind of responding to a level of our thoughts slash offering us an opportunity to know ourselves at a deeper nature this becomes the thing that helps us in knowing our knowing our deeper nature if we choose to utilize it as a catalyst for that growth yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so much on all of this all of this <laughs> Man, I'm really super enjoying this conversation and I just love Me that too. I love everything that you've been sharing and and really feel like we've been hopefully building a good bridge for people to be able to tune in and, and apply it in their in their own lives. But I know we're probably, what are we, we're probably coming up on an hour. So I would just ask if there's something that's on your heart that you would just like love to love to share right now with people to like as a, as a point of service and however you see that or feel that in this moment. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. No, I just, you know, I think for me, sort of what's, what's been really beautiful is like, you know, when all the information fell away, mm-hmm. it was replaced by um, two, two bits of knowledge that, um, that haven't left me mm-hmm. since. Okay. And the first is that Everything, like absolutely everything is 100% here for us mm-hmm. and is needed. And that includes everything inside of each of us. Okay. So and like everyone should just stop judging themselves and stop judging everybody else because <laughs> right? it's all exactly as it should be. 
And the other thing is like um, the kids in Italy here, they started uh, like this went viral, this thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the rainbow? Yeah, these these rainbow like kids been like painting rainbow posters and making rainbow drawings and and the words underneath it are andrà tutto bene mm-hmm. and that's just everything's gonna be okay mm. it's it's gonna be okay and I think that like isn't that what we're all wanting to hear mm-hmm. like from the time we're born like just that like it's gonna be okay you just want someone who's gonna gonna say those words to you yes. Yes. With mm-hmm. conviction and, and you want to feel it in your bones. Right. Well, I'm saying both those words to you guys now, but also I want you to know that it's you who can say those words to someone else. Mm. Yes. And that that is how we all come together by us taking on each of us, the parental role mm-hmm. and telling each other, Telling each other, all the, you know, the scared little children that we are at times, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Yes. That feels yeah. good. That feels com- comforting right here in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. And Jessica, thank you so much for sharing, just sharing yourself, sharing your beingness and sharing your, your journey, not only in this conversation, but with how you're showing up in the world. And, oh, that reminds me, definitely want people to be able to connect with you. I will put everything in the comment in the show notes, but of course, let people know kind of like what they have, what they can tune into on what you're showing up with the channeling and other things that you have going on. Okay. So, um, my main hub of website worldness is www.jpherman.com. And for sort of like quick links to all the channeling stuff, you can, uh, type in bit dot Lee, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Vagrian, which is V-A-G-R-E-I-N. Okay. So, um, and that'll like bring you to the most recent stuff and hopefully that link will stay up uh, yeah. as it is. <laughs> For sure. And, um, and she, and, and so yeah. in the future, like you will, yes. you do um, public every so often you'll do yes, a I public do. channeling and you put yeah. that all on social media and if people want to book a session with you directly, they can actually book a session or a one-hour session to where the, they're speaking with Vagrant. They're they're doing yes. their you're you're showing up as Vagrant, and right. they can ask whatever questions they want. And you also have a couple of other services on your website. Yeah, I also do energy healing, pranic energy healing, okay. which is again another thing that came online completely spontaneously. <laughs> what what is that? I mean, I know the words, uh, but I honestly you know, don't know what it is. Um, you know, I haven't like, it's, uh, I haven't looked into like what's behind it. I think this is part of what I was taught either in a past life or, um, in my childhood experiences with some beings and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it's, um, it's energy healing that uses prana. Mm -hmm. So the energy that you would use, you know, that would then be life energy that you would breathe into your lungs Mm -hmm. and it transmits it into, um, into sort of realigning, realigning mm-hmm. people. Cause I wouldn't even say, I, I would say that healing is probably even an inaccurate term. It's more of an activation. Oh, okay. So, cool. um, so how do you see those? Is, how do you see those two differently? Um, so he, okay. So healing assumes that there's something wrong. Mm, okay. And, um, and sort of, I'm also like my own philosophy is stepping away from healing, but what I've been explained about healing is that, uh, without the assumption that something's wrong, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so, like you're not, you're already coming from a more whole space. Cause to me, the idea of healing is really just like you're in a perspective that is not a true perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there may be something in theory that isn't according to custom, um, perfectly configured in your physical vessel, let's say, mm-hmm. but that's perfect for you. So mm-hmm. to assume that like healing, let's say your eyesight is poor, you know, mm-hmm. to assume that healing your eyesight would make you see again is not an entirely accurate dismantling of that concept because mm-hmm. perhaps your eyesight is bad for exactly perfect reason. Right. Like, like if you came you like it, to, yeah. Yeah. Like if, if, if you came to this world and you were born blind, like that was maybe the intention was to have an experience of this yeah. three dimensional world in that with that with blindness going on and that would teach you a whole set of different lessons that your soul was maybe asking for or ready for yeah and then would offer you know an example to well Mm -hmm. you know 
we're, we're all pebbles in, you know, in a pond. So <laughs> yeah. we're just like rippling off in yeah. billions of different directions all the time, you know? And, and that's the other interesting thing about what's going on in the world now is like, you see like the, the way this is spreading mm-hmm. is showing us really how much influence we have mm-hmm. because we really are able to touch people on the other, you know, yes. other continents and other parts of the world also in very beautiful ways that we often don't give ourselves credit for. So that's true. Um, yeah. So, so, so I'm sorry. I, I got you off. Yeah. So the activation. I got you okay. off activation is more uh, along the lines of you already know what your next level is and you want the permission slip to go to that next level. Oh, and okay. this is the type of permission slip that resonates for you. And so that's what I would help with at that point. And then there may be like, for example, I might get information during that about like some supplement you need to take or, mm. or, you know, you might, not have the headache anymore when you're finished, you know, well, mm-hmm. that's generally what happens. Like generally mm-hmm. the physical ailment just goes okay, because the permission slip has been accepted and the person is now ready to, to move into the next phase of, of whatever it is they want to be doing for themselves. So as someone that's thinking of, of this offer, are they usually dealing with the physical ailment or is it more like also energy? Can, yeah. yeah. It's also energy, but mm-hmm. it's, it's often a physical as well. Okay. It seems to but have like, really good effects on a physical level. But would it be someone like, oh, I'm, I want to I want to align more deeply with my purpose or get in touch more with my soul? Would this be something right. that would aid in that as well? Yeah, it should. It should do. Okay, cool. It should do. I feel like um, the reason why we have so much connection between like physical problems and spiritual blockage mm-hmm. is precisely because of the amount of energy or emotional or psychological energy that having that perception of physical unwellness and that mm-hmm. like reality of it. I've had the reality of it as well. Um, sure. it takes up so much energy that you believe that it's blocking you from your spiritual progress as well. Okay. So having sort of a, a dual systems go yeah. type of thing. And, you know, there is some, there is well, a lot of actual metaphysical stuff going on during a session. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just unblocks certain things that maybe someone isn't ready to do on their own that's all okay i got yeah. it just wanted people to also know about that offering yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you have lots of beautiful things going on you always, <laughs> say, you always say you first show up with your first priority is is to your little ones and then you're yes. always showing up in all these all these yeah. other tangible ways but then in in just your intangible way of bringing your energy to the world yeah so uh, thank you so much oh, for taking the time you. to do this thanks and, for doing um, this yeah it's so much fun Okay, well, we will touch base later. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Okay. Bye. Bye. We are the love, we are the love we give. The music on the podcast is a song I fell in love with called We Are the Love We Give by Imaginary Future. It's available everywhere music is sold.